Hello? What's your name? They'll happen here. The Umbrella Corporation's been experimenting on this town since we were kids. People are getting sick. We have to stop Umbrella. Show me your hands! What the f The world needs to know what's really going on. City. Rated R. Exclusively in movie theaters November 24th. To Laps Gamer. Yep, I got that one right. Uh, episode mm-hmm. 239. <laughs> uh, I am your host. <laughs> Sorry. I'll try again. I'll start to sound a bit more enthusiastic. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to episode 239 of Lapsed Gamer. Uh, I am your host for this evening and joining me for this spooky themed Ballyhoo is Mark and Andy. Hi guys, how are you doing? I am diseased. (laughs) That's very apt. To the T-virus. There is blood pouring out of one of my eyes at the moment. (laughs) But I haven't seen the doctor about it. Because it'll just go away on its own. That's good. Um... One of the stupider lines of dialogue in this game film. Yeah. Um, so it's this is Ballyhoo, where we watch films about video games and usually want to kill ourselves afterwards. Um, personally, I don't think tonight is one of those episodes, but I think I'm going to be um, with people who do think that. Um, sorry, I should I should say here that both me and Mark are feeling under the weather. So, um, if we seem out of sorts or sound ill, it's because we are. It's so, not because yeah, of the film. Just a little... It's not because of the film. Yeah, and it's not because we're bored or not wanting to do this. It's just... Yeah, brain power. We're both it's diseased. It is basically. what it is. Yeah. Do you know what's even worse? What's that? I've got to make a miracle recovery by Saturday night. Why? Fuck. Because I'm going to go see James Acaster on Saturday night. All right. And I don't want to see James Acaster feeling like this because I won't find it as funny as it deserves to be. Um. So yeah, fun. Anyway, tonight we are here talking about the latest um, film in a long series of films most of which are mediocre. I'm, of course, talking about Resident Evil. And the latest film of this was Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. 
mm-hmm. which was released last year. Twenty twenty one. Point last year. Twenty twenty one. Twenty one. Shit. Twenty one. I watched it last year. Mid pandemic. Uh, UK. <coughs> so yeah, this was released. <coughs> so this was released during the pandemic-y times. Um, so yeah, uh, apparently it was made by Sony Pictures, which kind of makes sense. Um, but it was released on Netflix quite early um, for obvious reasons, because you know it's it was mid-pandemic, cinemas still weren't open, and the ones that were weren't having many people in them, basically. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Um, the film had a twenty-five million dollar budget. Um, it originally had a forty million dollar budget, and then it was slashed to twenty-five million. So they had to cut a load of characters and monsters and locations from all the games that they had in mind and planned. Uh, and they cut it down to twenty-five million. Um, and a box office apparently it's made forty-two million. So it's it's if you take in the word that you have to double the production budget, then it's made a loss, slot, small loss. Um, but I don't know. It's not always. It's not always an exact science doubling the budget. Um, so it may have broken even, or made a small profit, or made a small loss. Who knows? It's films. Um, so yeah, that's Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Thanks very much for um, listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Last Game Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll run quickly through the plot Mm -hmm. and I will heavily, um, prefix this by saying that personally, I watched this film before really having played many Resident Evil games. I still haven't played many, Mm -hmm. but I was too young to play Resident Evil when Resident Evil was out. Um, Oh my God, we get it. You're young. Um, I was just too young. Um... This has been and out the first Resident Evil I played. Time. Which means it's been out all the time. Well, it's ever since the PS1 game, it's always been on release. So it's, it's been out for the GameCube, it got remade, then it got remade for the PS3, PS4. It's never been out of release since it came out. I don't think. They did a full remake a few yeah, years so, ago. So I was too young to play one, two, three. Realistically, I was too young to play four, but I still played it. So four was the first Resident Evil game I played. Uh, I thought it was great, loved it, but it didn't make me want to go and play one, two, three because they were old games. I had newer games to play. Um, but last year I did play the Resident Evil Two remake, and I've got the Resident Evil Three remake bought, downloaded, ready to play. But I just no, I haven't got around to it. There's so many games. So yeah. Um, I'm going to be not the best person to talk about plot and people who are in this game because I only vaguely recognize some of the names. So here we go. In the 1980s, Claire Redfield and her brother Chris are children living in the Raccoon City Orphanage. Um, Claire befriends uh, Lisa Trevor, who's a disfigured girl she's been experimented on by some doctor for the Umbrella Corporation um, and they kind of own the orphanage um, and use 
children for experiments, basically. Anyway, Claire manages to escape, and she... Um, so, yeah, she escapes. So that's kind of like the prequel, the premise. Yeah. Um, and then, fast forward a few years to 1998, uh, she is coming back to Raccoon City, and she hitchhikes in a truck, um, and while she's in the truck, uh, the dude tries to come on to her, and because he's too busy trying to come on to her, uh, he hits someone in the road um, and knocks him over. Uh, and then he starts freaking out, and then the corpse kind of comes back to life because uh, it's a zombie. And Resident Evil's about zombies, so that's cool. Um, so yeah, she gets back to back home to Raccoon City, um, and manages to get into her house and all of that stuff. Um, and then, what happens then? So, well, basically. all the police are, are called. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Andy. Yeah, just looking at it. So, you've got um, a woman disappears, which is weird because it's a zombie and not zombies normally attack. The Doberman, you know, licks for blood um, of the woman. Um, then we flip to a diner, don't we? Where we've got Leon. Um, Kennedy um, notices that the dinosaur has blood coming out of her eyes. Then Claire gets to Chris's home to warn him about his experiments and reveals that a journalist has been her source, um, a Ben Bellucci. And Chris sort of, sort of doesn't believe her. Um, he goes to the police station back to work. Um, child breaks into the house running from his mother and attacks Claire both are erratic and bloody and Claire escapes from him on her brother's motorbike um yeah uh, so we've got then at the police station uh, we've got the stars um, which is the police force in Raccoon City the Alpha team, they meet with the Chief and he explains that the Bravo team went missing while investigating a death at the remote Spencer mansion. The Alpha team, composed of Chris, Jill Valentine, Richard Aiken, Brad Vickers and Albert Wesker, some classic Resident Evil names there, um, go to the mansion by helicopter to investigate. I mean, Raccoon City's got to send these teams by helicopter. It's unbelievable. Um, unknown to his teammates, Wesker is an operator operative for an unidentified party tasked with stealing Birkin's virus, the doctor who um, experimented on the children using inside knowledge to navigate his, the mansion inside Chris and Richard encounter zombies eating the bodies of a Bravo team while Brad gets bitten by a zombie and crashes the helicopter into the mansion Wesker saves Jill from a zombie before leaving her Richard um, Akin is eaten while Chris battles the hard. Reunite with Jill and they flee into the secret passage that Wesker unlocked. Um, meanwhile, the truck driver, um, his dog bites him and he transforms to a zombie um, who's driving a truck. Um, the truck crashes into the police station. Um, Chief Irons tries to drive out of the city but it's fired on by umbrella guards who's up 
trying to contain the outbreak and we're all over his cheese checkpoints all over the city. He returns to the st station. Um, he's attacked by the truck driver zombie dog. Uh, Claire rescues him. Claire and Leon retrieve weapons and encounter Bella Chili locked in a cell, who is then bitten by a zombie inmate and killed. Um, and the station becomes overrun by zombies, which results in Leon, Claire, and Irons escape to the orphanage, looking for this secret tunnel um, leading to the mansion. Um, we have then uh, Licker, one of Resident Evil's famous enemies. Killing Irons, attacking Leon, but they're saved by Lisa, the girl who befriended Claire many, many years ago, and gives them the keys to the secret passage, and she stays behind. Um, she actually kills a licker with a bare hand. It's quite impressive. Um, the pair discover a secret lab where Umbrella's experimenting children, like the Ashford twins, which is a precursor to other games. Wesker encounters Dr. Birkin and his deep family deep inside the building. And Wesker is shot by Birkin. Uh, he shoots Birkin and kills Birkin's wife. And basically everyone dies apart from the little girl. And Jill shoots Wesker. Before dying, Wesker tells Jill to escape via the underground train before the Umbrella Corporation destroys the city. While Birkin injects himself with a G-virus. Birkin begins to mutate and attacks Chris before being shot by Claire, who's arrived at the lab with Leon, Chris, Sherry, Jill, Claire, and Leon, the skateboard of the train, but are derailed when Raccoon City and Spencer Mansion destroyed, allowing a mutated monster version of Birkin to reach them. It attacks a train, grabs Claire, she stabs it in the face with her knife and gets released. Chris shoots a monster but runs out of bullets, as usual. Leon then destroys it with a rocket launcher. As the corporation states, there have been zero civilian survivors in the aftermath of destruction. The five survivors walk out of the train tunnel, leaving Raccoon City behind. We then have a little stinger scene where Wesker, who was shot dead, awakens in the body bag. He can't see anything until he's put some, some glasses are put on him. And Ada Wong, who hands, has handed him the sunglasses, um, introduces herself. And that is Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Right. Key scenes. Bravo. Thank you. <laughs> what do we okay. think? <clears throat> so, first scene I want to talk about, because, like, on the whole, I found this film kind of just... Uh, Mostly unremarkable. It didn't annoy me particularly. It didn't particularly entertain me either. Uh, you know, it's, it's fine. Um, but there are a couple of scenes that were like kind of unintentionally funny. And the diner scene was one of them. Um, because there's a whole lot. Uh, 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 this is the diner scene at the beginning where we're kind of introduced to all the members of Stars. The, in their eyes. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, and it's it's the lots of the dialogue conversations. So like Wesker sat down with Jill, and mm. she takes his sandwich, and she says, "This is Jill's sandwich now." And I, I I get that that's supposed to be a reference to when she nearly gets crushed in the first game, 
and references made to her nearly becoming a Jill sandwich. Or at least I guess that. Oh. I think it's supposed to be a reference to that. But all I got out of this whole scene was like lots of little vignettes of, hey, Albert Wesker, um, it's me, Jill Valentine. Think fast because yeah. uh, I've got your sandwich now because I'm Jill Valentine from Resident Evil 1. And then and I have your sandwich. I have your sandwich. Uh, and then lots and lots of like the, those those other cops come in and they they very very specifically say Leon S Kennedy like say his whole name repeatedly just to hammer it in. This is Leon S Kennedy. Do you remember him? Do you remember Leon S Kennedy? This is Leon S Kennedy. He's the main one of the main characters from Resident Evil Two and also Resident Evil Four. In case you didn't miss it, his name is Leon S Kennedy. Um, a whole lot of like rather awkward dialogue in that diner scene where it's just like. These are characters that you know if you played the games. Yeah. Um, mm. There was just like a little bit jarring. Um, I mean, there, was, there wasn't a huge amount else that's other scenes that stood out to me that I can think of right now. Do you want like? There's there's a quite a, a strange, jarry, funny one. Mm. Where there's a guy on fire set to like some 90s music. Oh, fuck me. All right, yeah, the 90s references. Did you know no. this film was set in 1998? No. Yeah, I, I read it out earlier. Yeah, I know. But if you didn't know the film was set in 1998, would you? I mean, it's going to be pretty easy to guess this film was set in 1998. Like, they really, really hammer home the 90s references. Like, reference made to leaving and getting a job at Blockbuster Video and, mm. um, Stuff being on VHS and Wesker finding a Palm Pilot in his in his locker. Maybe I'm multiple. Maybe I'm like really stupid, but like most of these went over my. Like I saw the Palm Pilot and thought, oh, he's still got a Palm Pilot. I like it genuinely, <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't get that it was set in the in the 1998. No. Did you not? Did no. like the the multiple like diegetic songs from the 90s, like by di diegetic means that a song is. Ta is taking place in the scene and like the characters can hear the song uh, rather than it just being part of the soundtrack and there's multiple scenes of characters sometimes wearing a walkman listening to like hit songs from the late 90s um i just kind of thought it was an aesthetic choice <sighs> it, it, but i i did watch this while being ill so yeah i had to i had to watch this twice because I'm also not very well, and the first time round it just washed over me, uh, and I and I didn't. I came out the other end, and I, I I didn't remember anything that I'd seen. Um, there there is one other scene that I want to talk about. That, that oh, excuse me, another scene that I want to talk about that really um stood out to me, uh, and it's because I like like I literally threw something at the TV and said get fucked. Um. <laughs> Was the East the mid credits Easter egg scene when Wesker puts on the sunglasses? Oh, yeah. Fuck me! Get out of here with that uh, bullshit. That was so stupid. <laughs> but you can see. I don't know why. Be... Made, I know why it made me so irrationally angry. It's like, oh, I, the side effect of of us bringing you back to life means you there's a problem with your eye. So here, have these Oakleys. Um. <laughs> So that you look like Wesker from the video games. Was was that something from the game? No, was no, he's just, just always wearing sunglasses in yeah, the game. Yeah, he's games. always wearing sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, now you know why. 
No, but this is the thing: is this game, uh, this this game, this film encompasses the plot of Resident Evil's one and two and crams them yeah. all into a film that's less than two hours long. Yeah. Which I mean, thank you for being that short, but also that's too much game to squeeze into one film. Yeah. Um. And so, the 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 events of Resident Evil one are in there, and he's not wearing the sunglasses, but he is in in the game. Yeah. But uh, apart from that, I mean, like, they hit all the beats of the game, of the game of the they games. Did, like, everything that you like would like remember. They hit. Mm-hmm. They had the dogs. They had the mansion. They had the police station. Yeah. They had some zombies. They had a, a heart-shaped key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the only was thing... the piano playing Fleur de Lune in the game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if I remember yeah. correctly. The only thing that was, was missing was like a character like opening up like a briefcase and there being like a grid and them having to fit things in the briefcase in a grid or something yeah. like that, or them having to go and like find ribbons for a typewriter so that they can <laughs> save the game. Like that's the literally the only stuff that I can think of that was missing. Um, uh, that's where the, the the problems sort of begin and end, though, is the fact that like. They don't stray too far from the source material, and the source material is it's thin. It's a 90s Capcom video game. Like, you're not... You're not... Uh, starting with, like, the densest source material. No. To begin no. With. no. But that's kind of why I think it, it was kind of... I mean, the plot was entertaining enough for a zombie film. Zombies happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but not there's a not lot. Too much to ruin in like the first couple of games of Resident Evil. Like I say, there's not much source material to go at. There's not a lot. You of... just have to hit certain beats and places, I guess, which they managed to do. I think. Mm. Um, there's not a lot of zombie shooting though, and there's not a lot of um. Yeah. And I, I wonder if that's because oh, the, shit. this film was was shot during the pandemic. Hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe. so there's like there's not like scenes. There's like one. There's like a, a handful of scenes of like a bunch, like a you know group of people, infected people pushing against the gate to get into the Raccoon City PD. But there's not yeah. like hordes of zombies or anything the like mansion. that. There's the there's not the that many. Hmm. Yeah, but but again, like there's there, there's like I don't know. But as Resident Evil, the games aren't really about hordes, are they? They're about like one or two zombies, and it's a bit more about you not having much ammo than having to overcome hundreds of zombies. Like it's not Dead Rising. But that was like a more of limitation of the hardware, I feel, than a like a specific creative choice. I think they just I don't there know. wasn't enough processing power to put lots of zombies on screen at the same time. But but then. Well, I don't know. I mean, it could be, but also it feels like the game is very much designed not just to be a horror, but like a survival horror where yeah. you've not got much, yeah. many resources, so mm-hmm. you have to sort you have to pick and choose your fights. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's uh, that's that's, that's, that's that definitely in there. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just not sure whether that was uh, that was something that they specifically were going for with the film, or whether it was a combination yeah. of Budget limitations pandemic. and filming in the pandemic. I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, that's a good point. 
Um, I just remembered another <laughs> stupid scene. Uh, when where Raccoon City blows up, the scene with the cow. <laughs> oh fuck! Why, why did the cow yeah. get blown away? I don't know. Why did Why did they include that scene? It served no purpose. That was a couple of hundred grand there as well. Probably. CGI cow. At least. Just reading here, it says, Originally, Claire and Chris had no connection with Birkin or Ben Bertolucci. This was added later to help streamline the story after other script changes. The characters were also closer to their original video game versions. Jill wasn't written as a reckless wildcard, and Claire wasn't a conspiracy theorist who already knew of Umbrella's intentions. Uh, Barry Burton, Rebecca Chambers, and other characters in the games were originally in the scripts, and some had death scenes written for them. Some of the action scenes were cut down or changed, mostly due to budget cuts, such Ooh. as a scene where Lisa Trevor sacrifices herself attacking Birkin while everyone else escapes on the train. Hmm. Um, I don't remember the Lisa Trevor stuff from Resident Evil. Uh, no. I don't think she was. No, I've only played. I've only played the first four Resident Evil games. First four mainline mm. Resident Evil games. That's all I've played. I haven't played any of the spin-off ones or anything like that. And so, there's a bit in this film where, like, I could follow most of what was going on, uh, and Zoe was sort of, like, half-watching it on the sofa next to me, and she didn't seem to understand what was going on. She didn't... I don't think she's played them, the first two games, or didn't care for them too much. There was one moment she was, like, she perked up and she knew exactly what was happening, and it was like, that when they're watching that film of the two blonde kids... Oh yeah, that's um, is it Resident Evil Four or Umbrella? It's they're from Resident Evil Code Veronica. Code Veronica, which I never fucking played. Yeah, yeah, um, I I remember Code. It was on PS2, wasn't it? Uh, it might have been. I never I never I played it. I played the oh, first no, four. Code Veronica was a PS1. Oh really? I played the first four mainline, like one, two, Nemesis, and four, and that was it. Hmm. I'm just looking up at um, Lisa Trevor. She was a character and enemy in the remake of Resident Evil. So she just came in the GameCube version and she was in the Umbrella Right, which I haven't characters. played. No, I've never played the remake. Which again, I haven't played. So like, um, there's like... That stuff felt like... This, this, did you... I, did, I mean... I don't know. You you've played more of these games than I have, I think, Andy. And you're you're more you're more yeah. au fait with the source material than I am, uh, and yeah. I think more than than uh, Nick is as well. Um, did it feel to you? Because it did to me. They tried to fit in more too many Easter eggs and too many like strands from the the Resident Evil storyline into a film that again it is 107 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. It, I felt so. You know, the mansion it bit and swell and the police station, which is set for Resident Evil One and Two. That's fine, but then I felt the like the the liquor, which is a main type of boss. You know, like fight and invite you fight throughout the games. That didn't get its real mm -hmm. due. That got like about what two minutes, and he gets killed. Quite easily, probably maybe because it was very expensive to make. I don't know. Probably, but and they needed to it. save their CG budget for for Monster Birkin. Yeah, and if you 
remember the one in um, Resident Evil 2 when it comes out. It just goes chasing after him, goes stars all the time. And I just felt what there was no little connection to it. it. It didn't feel needed. It almost felt like we could have just cut short when we're on the train and then done a little mid scene and Birkin being transformed into it. And then that part of Resident Evil with him chasing after him would have been maybe taking Resident Evil 3 and that would have been the sequel. It's almost like, oh, we've got to include the liquor. We've got to include um, the nemesis guy and the tyrant. Actually, the tyrant, it's called. Let's get it in fast. And like I say, it probably is due to budget constraints. When you're losing 15 million, it's quite a bit. But it just felt crammed. Um, Characters didn't feel able to add any depth for stuff. I mean, what depth can you get from a video game, really, from from 1995? wasn't much there all the time with these Resident Evil games. But it just felt really, really just crammed with all these um, enemies. So I'm not sure. Not really sure. Um, because they tried to fit too much of, too much game in here. They should have, like... Um, maybe it's, like... They are apparently working on a sequel, despite the fact that this film... If you work on the um, double the budget, and that's what how much the cost film cost to make and market, they didn't make their money back. No. Um, at least not at the box office, but it did go out on VOD, uh, and it came out, you know, mid pandemic. Um, so m- maybe it made its money back uh, on VOD, and when it went to Netflix and whatnot, I don't know. Well, but there yeah. is a. There is a, a, a sequel, apparently, um, in the works. Um, in April 2023, Raccoon HD Films Productions, which finance Welcome to Raccoon City, received a grant of $2 million Canadian dollars from Northern Ontario Heritage Fund Corporation for the production of a film titled Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles. It's going to be filmed in Greater Sudbury in Ontario. So... I guess it's happening. They're making a sequel, but um, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking, were, were they working under the assumption that there wasn't going to be a sequel to this film? So instead of just doing Resident Evil One, let's do one and two. Hmm. And it doesn't really work. No, I can see. Whereas, like you know, a tight, a tight, like low budget, like Resident Evil flavored zombie horror film set in a spooky mansion like made on a shoestring budget like that's the sort of thing that's the sort of film that like Blumhouse makes all the time mm. and, like they, they they make it they make it for a fiver and, and a you know and a packet of space raiders and it does gangbusters on the box on the box office yeah and then you know if once you've once you've made like a huge amount of money on that or a decent amount of money on that Either it doesn't, and then fine, whatever, you don't make the second one, or then you can, like, say, all right, give me a big budget, I want to make Resident Evil 2 and do it properly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I can see Resident Evil 1, you are maybe stretching it a bit. I mean, you cut it down to 90 minutes, you probably can do it. Um, Yeah, it doesn't need to be any longer than that. No. 
They've got the lab as well, but we don't really go into labs in it really too much. I mean, with Resident Evil, you always end up with an <laughs> underground lab. You never. Yeah, game. I mean, they go into one, yeah. don't they? They go into the lab with a where Birkin and his family is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was looking looking at it. So, home video. It was the top rented film on Voodoo during its first weekend. And I don't know what Voodoo is. Well, no, <laughs> I was going Voodoo. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it was number one that weekend when it was released. And it made over 3.6 million mm. from North America video sales. Mm. So it probably made its money back with everything. I'm sure it did. I mean, it must have done if, you know, they're getting already getting, you know, mm. tax rebates from Ontario to film a sequel. <clears throat> I guess the, I guess the uh, the thingy, the box office that probably doesn't include Netflix. Yeah, no, Netflix video on demand. So the Netflix like deal, that. however much that was worth, mm-hmm. and all of the you know streaming services and whatnot. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, looking at this, like. We're saying that the um, early drafts of his screenplay was ambitious. You know, loads of mutants. Um, it was meant to start as an ensemble piece. Um, but I still think it would have still been ambitious as well. Um, I mean, some of the same concept artwork was done for the monsters to be featured. We included hunters, chimeras, crimson heads. Crimson Heads have the new zombies in the um, remake. Pale Heads. Mm-hmm. I, I remember them. For, I think they're from Zero. Um, Giant Spiders, of course. Um, mm-hmm. In the first game. Neptune, the Giant Shark. Um, the Tyrant. Which is Where was the snake? I remember there being a snake. First one. I think it's the first uh, one. Yeah, where was that? Um, didn't, mention the, didn't mention the snake. And others, it just says no. others. So maybe they did plan to bring the snake. Um, maybe. And then, like, they had ideas beyond their budget, I guess. Because $25 yeah. million dollars is not a lot of money in this day and age. I mean, you can make a decent film for that amount, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure like the first John Wick cost around that or something like that. Yeah, John Wick um, doesn't feature zombies, no. is it? John Wick cost between 20 and 30 million no no but it's like you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of scenes with explosions and and a lot of you know what I mean yeah Um, a lot of stuff goes on in that film Um, we talk about the car we haven't talked about the cast at all there's a lot of British people in this cast yeah yeah um, Caius Scudelario, Scudelario, um, yeah. from she was in Skins, right? I think she was. She was. I never watched it. Um, no, I guess you were too old. No, 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 not at all. Uh, I, I'm like, when did Skins? When was Skins on TV? The thing that I think is great about Skins is it kind of like transcended generations. Because they had like two year gaps of people, didn't they? Uh, it started 2007. 2007. Yeah, so oh, absolutely. What it was a, like 
Was my... Yeah, because she was in the first two series as, as one of the main people's younger sisters. I was in and my early twenties. Third and fourth series, she was one of the main characters. Right. Um. Yeah, she's a British Tom Hopper who plays Wesker. Um. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's English. Um, I think there was a few other people as well. Most of the cast is Canadian. Maybe they just because they filmed it in Toronto area, they just got Canadian actors. Uh, and then they got Neil McDonough to play Birkin, who, like, he's a good actor. He's been in a lot of good films, and and also like Band of Brothers and stuff like that. Uh, but he he has like a sort of side hustle of playing the bad guy in like low budget shit. Um. Including like a lot of those like, you know, Eastern European films that um, uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis made a bunch of a while ago to, you know, yeah. before, before he retired yeah. from acting and whatnot. Um, so like he's 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 uh, he's really good as a villain in your dumb schlocky, like action film or horror film or whatever. Uh, and then they kind of criminally underuse him. He's in like a handful of flashback scenes, and then like one scene at the end and then he's just part of a big cgi monster uh and that was a bit of a shame because he's uh he's good fun um as a as a bad guy yeah i think last time i saw him was in yellowstone who's um good in there a little bad, bad guy retailer that's a show people keep on telling me to watch oh it's very good yeah yeah very good uh, so i was just looking at something comparable um to it so I don't know if you remember something called Dead Snow which was a zombie Nazi zombie film the one about the the, the Nazi yeah. zombies under the snow yeah yeah so that budget was yeah. 2 million yeah and I remember that being not too bad pretty good in terms of how it looked and stuff it's a it's it's very low budget it, look, it yeah. looks very low budget as well yeah but you know, it made a number of sequels. It made two point two million. I just don't know. I think we could have done maybe a little bit better with it. I don't know. We've maybe we've got too big maybe. a cast with a Resident Evil Welcome. There's a lot of people in this film, considering yeah. like most of them like, what the fuck, were they in for? Like, I mean, like they're not like huge actors or anything. Like Nathan Dales from um, Letterkenny is. In like two scenes, he's the Ooh. helicopter pilot. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. It's like they managed to get like, oh, we we can get someone, someone, so and so in for like two days of filming. Yeah, in the middle of the pandemic, let's get um, um to try and fill out this like the stars roster and whatnot. I don't. Some of these characters I don't remember. I don't remember a, a Josh. Uh, uh, Josh Credis' character Ben Bertolucci I don't remember him at all from the games no um, or anything you know um, is he in the games? I don't know yeah. I don't know maybe he is I don't know um, <sighs> I don't know I don't even know if I really have anything else to say about it he is to be honest he's, he's it's kind of okay in Resident Evil 2. Oh, good. I mean, this, this is what I mean. Like, there's, there's lots of, like, what what point does his character play? In this? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Um, 
He's or, he's there because like um, Claire Redfield is a conspiracy theorist, and she's like, "Oh, Umbrella have been doing bad things in the town," and I have proof because I've got this video. And she shows one person her brother the video, and her brother's like, "I don't believe any of this nonsense." Okay, fine, whatever, move on. You'll believe it soon because it'll be happening. Um, and then, but this character's in there. They had to make that like that scene where they show the like they had to record the video so that she can have the scene where she shows it to her brother and then uh, he has to be in a in a cell in, in the Raccoon City Police Department so that he can get eaten by a zombie. Uh, yeah. And that's all that he does in the entire film and it's like what? And I don't... He doesn't serve a purpose other than hey, here's another character that was in the games. It's like... After a while, the Pete whoever wrote this um, Johannes Roberts who's also the director. Always a bad sign when um, we see the editor as well, probably. I don't know. Uh, maybe he should have got like should be directing someone else's script or whatever, or someone else be directing his script. I don't know. Um, um, well, I don't even know what we're saying. My brain hurts. Um, yeah, just like cut out some of the superfluous characters. I don't care if they were in the Ooh. video games; they're not needed. And some of the other bits and pieces. The video that they watched, the one that I re referred to earlier, the, the, the only bit of the, the film that my partner recognized, the two, like, white-haired kids. Yeah. Yeah. What did that, what did that serve the plot? It's just an Easter egg, isn't it? It's just, it's just an Easter egg for other Resident Evil games. That's yeah, but it it, it just breaks up the pacing of the film, yeah. and it didn't make any. And all it did, all it did for me was just confuse me. I was like, "Who are these people? Are they supposed to be important? Did I miss something?" It turns out mm. like I didn't miss anything at all because they're not important in this. They're just there as an Easter egg, and it's like you have to show a little bit more restraint with that stuff. I'm mm. really surprised that a character in the in the the re, in the 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 mansion bit didn't say, "Stop! Don't open that door." Um, like that infamous line from the game, because it this is a sort of dumb Easter egg that they would put in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mean, hate this film. I want to say I, I, I know I've been, I've been ragging on it. I did not hate this film. I just, uh, I'm, I'm really glad that I watched this yesterday or the day before, whatever it was. I'm glad I watched it recently because if I'd watched this a week ago. I'd be struggling to remember anything that happened in it now, because it's yeah. kind of in, it's just not not particularly memorable. And uh, I hate. I went to the cinema to see the first Paul W S Anderson Resident Evil film, and I hated it so much that I swore off watching any other ones. But I guarantee you, if I if we had done an episode on one of the Paul W S Anderson films, I'd have hated it, but I'd have remembered it. Because I've seen enough clips of the stuff that happens in those films, and it's fucking stupid. <laughs> I still remember stuff that happens in that in that first film, and I've only seen that once at the cinema when it came out in whenever it came out. When did it come out? Uh, uh, about 2001 or something. 2002. 2002, wow. it came out 21 years ago. And I still remember <laughs> stuff that happens in that. I remember the corridor with the laser beams and shit like that. Um, but I, I don't... I, I'm going to barely remember anything that happens in this film. 
despite the fact that it is objectively a much better film. It uh, steps closer to the game. I'll grant it. It this. does. Um, but it's almost like whoever wrote it, or whoever's gone past with a script redraft, they've looked at all the game and thought, we need to include this, in this, this, this. It's like the little thing with the piano. It works in the game because as a video game, you are used to do these silly puzzles, you know, with mm-hmm. pianos and stuff. It It's yep. jarring when it's a film. Yep. You know, it's it's almost like, why put it there if you're going to have a secret mansion, a secret thing behind it? It's like, come on, can you not think of something a little bit better? You know? Yep. So... Why does it have to be a mansion? Well, the first second game, well, you maybe need to reevaluate and take the story somewhere else. But little things like that, all right, they're nice little things, but they're just a bit jarring when he's playing mm. the piano. He's like, and she's like looking at him, going, What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Why are you deciding to play a piano right in the middle of the, um, when we're meant to be looking for some, the Bravo team? <coughs> mm hmm. They don't even get time, enough time to like uh, even like reflect on that because he plays the mo- notes on the piano and then a, then a, then a helicopter smashes through the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can see two things. Maybe didn't need the helicopter smashing through the window. That would have been quite expensive, mm-hmm. and the truck mm-hmm. bursting through the um, bursting down, crashing up. Um, I, I will sorry. say. Um, the 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 driver of the truck walking through the that tracking shot of him walking through the the lobby of the police station on yeah. fire whilst Crush is playing on the, yeah that is a memorable scene I will yeah. actually remember that <laughs> so well well done <laughs> but um yeah I don't know uh, a, a lot of it just seems a little bit confused and um. Uh, there was a long, there were long sections of it where I was just like, I didn't care what was happening, um, no. or, or uh, it just wasn't holding my attention enough to care. Um, mm. But it's not a bad film. It's competently put together. It is not like actively repellent. Um, the acting's fine. Is this what like? Um, what's her face from Skins is now now what she does because like she was in the last Pirates of the Caribbean film and she was yeah she's in this um, she, she was do... in Maze Runner for quite a while that was quite a big like young adult book series made into a film series oh uh, well there were a million and one of those did like, you see they're Hunger bringing Games back time. The, that's what I say you've seen they're bringing back Hunger Games I did, yeah. A prequel but or something. It, well, I think it's because they wrote. She wrote a prequel book, so they made that into a film. Fair. Um, but yeah, her last like few years have been um, a Christmas film last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple. She's been in a fair few things. They all get like between seven and five on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Just like. B-list movie person. Still lot schlock. She's not a bad actress. Oh um, no, she's, she's not she's quite good. She's not great in this, but she's not. Oh shit! I didn't know she was in Moon. 
Is she? Moon? She played Eve in Moon. Eve Bell? I, I, I she yeah, must be one just a daughter. Oh right, okay. Just a character that appears on the TV screen. On the TV screen, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. That was her first role. I mean, Clash of the Titans. How old has she been then? Um, I don't know. I mean, Skins came out in twenty two thousand seven. And when was so she did probably been like teenage, mid teenage. Fair, fair enough. Fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, she's um, a main role in Senna. In what? Oh, so the sense th there is going to be apparently a Senna TV series. Shit. Oh right, okay. Fictional miniseries based on the life of Ayrton Senna. Oh, okay. Well, she's like, in it. Who did she? <laughs> I got very confused around who did she play in the documentary about <laughs> Ayrton Senna? Documentary, yeah, I thought the same. No, she played uh, she played Senna's un, uh, underage girlfriend. She, she played Nigel Mansell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She needs to touch a brush under her nose. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I haven't really got anything else to say about the film. It's fine. It's Out of all of the video game adaptation films you've made us watch. Me? Which ones have I made you watch? Well, I'm, I'm talking about the collective two of you, because I haven't <laughs> picked any of these films. Fair. I haven't picked a single I one. I like to think that my track record is better than Andy's. I don't know, what did you Whoa. pick? I did Detective Pikachu. Right. Yeah, I that wasn't bad. Oh, no, hang on, I, I did pick one, didn't I? I picked Dead or Alive. Oh yeah, he did. No, I think I picked Dead or Alive. Oh, okay, right, fair enough. I think Dead or Alive. Maybe better I haven't than this. picked one then. It's more fun. Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive is the best film we've ever watched. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far, but it's more fun. It's fun. I'm probably putting it's... this on level with Doom. Oh, this is better than Doom. I don't know. Um. Oh yeah, all right, okay, yes, it's it's more, it is better than Doom. It's definitely better than Doom. Is it more memorable than Doom, though? I would say yeah. The only bit about Doom I can remember is the ending with Nine Inch Nails, the first person sequence. Yeah, and that's only really because it's got Nine Inch Nails. Fair enough. <laughs> it's like Cal Urban. Uh, I think Cal Urban elevates Doom above this. Yeah, and also The Rock. Yeah. Um. That's how you can tell that I picked it, not Andy. <laughs> uh, Doesn't have the rock in it. No. I'm looking for his next video um, game film. <laughs> I don't know what we could do, Dave. Yes. We did talk about doing Tekken. Yeah, Is there a did. Christmas one? Is there a Christmas Tiki video Christmas game? video game movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure we can find it. I mean, uh, we're still eight trying. Bit Christmas. That's eight the, bit that's Christmas. what came up when I searched the words video game Christmas movie as well. <laughs> yeah, a has got four point one. Oh, eight is that one? Oh, oh, I know this one. I I got it last year. It's the one with um, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, it's meant to be pretty good. 
78. Oh, David Cross in. I'd watch it. It's a comedy film. Okay. It's got an 84% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Oh dear me, we might have just found. I don't know, guys. This this film might be too good for us to watch. It might actually be too good. <laughs> we, hey, but we, maybe we can treat ourselves for Christmas to watch a good film. I think treat it's about yourself. time. Yeah, let's let's do that one next. All right, let's do that one for Christmas. All right. <laughs> Does that mean we can stop talking about Resident Evil now? I guess oh, so. Yeah. Good. I mean, Has could, anyone, unless anyone's got any final thoughts, they keep trying. It's a seventh film, wasn't it? But do keep trying with the series. But this is a, but but this is but but uh, those W. S. Anderson films from from what I remember from the first film and what I've seen from those like clips from the other films bear almost no resemblance to the video game series whatsoever. No. Apart from Wesker is in there and, um. Some of the like umbrella or corporation is a thing, and some of the creatures are in there, and that's about it. That's the only stuff that like the, at least this one tried to be faithful to it, and like yeah. hats off to it for that. They tried, yeah. Um, they just tried to put too much into the film, in my opinion, yeah. um, and made it a little bit of a like a just jumbled, like uh, oddly paced. A bit of a mess, but like, but still, you know, fairly competently directed and acted, and you know, I could still tell where everybody was at any point. Hmm. I'll never understand why this seemingly quite small police department has at least two helicopters, but you know, whatever. <laughs> they know. did mention, like, didn't they say I thought we had to like budget cut or something at the beginning? Yeah, they did make a, a like a small mention to it, like why you like the it's like, but they've still got two helicopters. Hmm. It's very true, and they take one of them out. Maybe to... they'd put one on Auto Trader or something. Maybe it hadn't sold yet. yet. Yeah, it's like parked outside Raccoon City Police Department with like a bit of cardboard in the window for sale. O N O five thousand dollars O N O. I mean, looking at the reviews, or we really review a rush third act. I do agree with that. You know. Yep. Positive reviews. Three for three hours. Somebody give New York Post give it three out of four. Empty-headed, good film that's blessedly under two hours and just enough character development to make you kind of care when someone gets bitten. Yeah. I'm sorry, but which kind? Of, what weird kind of publication rates films out of four? You just know. can't trust any rating that comes from them if they rate things out of four. <laughs> That's a problem with four stars. The only thing about it is seventy five percent. Um There's not a lot of reviews on on here on uh, letterbox that I can see. Uh fifty three people have watched it or rated it on Letterbox. Ouch. One of the That's top really reviews bad. though is Welcome to Raccoon Shitty. <laughs> uh, equivalent to watching a YouTube gameplay walkthrough, but it's only the cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Claire looking at Leon for being consistently pathetic was my mood with this movie as a whole. <laughs> I do believe in Claire Redfield supremacy. <laughs> yeah. 
I like the one that just says that poor cow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know. <laughs> one of the reviews is just no. Two stars. You give it two stars? Wow. If you say no, you might as well give it one. I gave it two stars. This movie is poo. Uh, it's not poo. I don't you know. Right. The movie, the, this movie, fucking this is this is a fair one. This movie fucking sucked, but it also fucking ruled. <laughs> fair. Glad that the cow from Twister is still getting work. <laughs> fair. All right. Take us home, Nick. We are home. We are leaving Raccoon City. Okay. No one wanted to jump on the Simpsons reference. Fair enough. No, I didn't get um, it. I didn't get that reference. There's, there's an episode at some point where he says, where Homer's, there's something wrong with him, and he says, let's go home. And then Lisa says, we are home. And Homer goes, that was fast. Uh Okay, fair enough. Whatever. It is stuck with yeah. for some reason. I don't remember that one. Is that an early Simpsons or a new anyway. Simpsons? Old. Old. I haven't seen Simpsons in Definitely years. from the 90s. We but were watching um, videos earlier of this guy who's like a vocal coach for actors. Um, he's an expert in like accents and he was talking is, is a video about like actors who have done who've portrayed american presidents and how well or badly they've done it and like section where we're talking about the different actors who have portrayed jfk over the years and most of them fucking suck and like why don't they just get the the guy who does the voice of mayor quimby in the simpsons like every time <laughs> that is a spot-on jfk impression yep Absolutely. Um, so, thank you for that, and thank you everybody for bearing with us and sticking with this for this film um, episode. Ballyhoo Halloween special. Sorry, we're ill. Yeah, we'll be back up to speed in a couple of weeks' time when we're not ill. Uh, where we'll be back with probably probably a games played. We've been a while since we've done a games played. I feel like. Yeah, um, I've played some games. Yeah. Yeah, I've played I've some played games. A number of games. Ooh. It's always good when us on a games podcast have played some games because it makes it interesting is. podcasts. It does. Mm. So yeah, uh, we'll be back soon, and I think, like we said, the next Ballyhoo we might do a Christmas special. So listen out for that nearer to Christmas. Um, I wonder if we'll have like another crazy Christmas time because we normally do, don't we? We normally like pack in a load of shit around Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got to plan our Game of the Year episodes. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You've got a month to get them in. It's the big Gotti coming in literally a month, so that'll be interesting. Um, So, yeah, got some interesting times coming up, and we hope to hear you listening soon. Um, I've been Nick. (laughs) I've been joined by... (laughs) (laughs) We listen for you listening. What's up, Andy? (laughs) I've been Nick, and I've been joined by Mark and Andy. Andy, stop laughing. I can't do this seriously when you're laughing. Um, Thanks for joining me, guys.
Thank you. Bye. You're very welcome. Thank you. Bye. Ta-ra. Bye.